Hi, welcome to the Whole Therapist Podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Abby. And we are excited to have you join us as we talk about finding your home. We've touched on this before, but it feels so important to come back. Isn't there data around repetition too? Definitely. Come on. I also love that you just said like, come back, you know, like we're coming home. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're homing in. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I know that taking the, uh, doing a synergetic play therapy certification, mm-hmm. you have to do the intro course after three years, I think, and then you have to redo the certification. And I had actually emailed Lisa and told her this, so I don't mind saying it out loud, but I was very upset about it um, and did not want to take the intro course again. And then I did, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I miss so much stuff the first time around. Yeah. And it is, it's so helpful to just like hear it again. And I think Bonnie has talked about that too. Yeah. Um, I know signing up for the year long IPMB immersion with Bonnie Badnock, I had been emailing her some questions about the folks that are going to take it over that will do it in person. Yeah. And she was like, it's, it's important that you still go and learn from them because repetition is so helpful as we're learning this material. Yeah makes me think of like even your favorite music like we always go back like I will always go back to Bob Marley in every season of struggle or needing to re re, like I think of remembering remember myself Mm. um, when I feel I think that's a Resma quote it's not mine from my grandmother's hands that's not an Abby quote but (laughs) to remember myself um come back to certain songs or poetry yeah it's always David White so in the therapy fields, like where do we return to when we get a little lost or we need to remember ourselves? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or where do we search for a home if we you know, haven't yet right. found a home? I was just joking with a dear friend. We were talking about community. It was really sweet. I was on a walk and we're talking on the phone and he was on a walk too. And he said, um, and he's kind of like a mentor figure. He's like, it's happening right now. You and I are doing community right now as we wonder about how to create community. It's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Doing it right now. We're both walking. And uh, and he made a joke about putting out an ad in the newspaper for community. Like, if only you could just put an ad out and be like, looking for a therapeutic home, mm-hmm. looking for my modality, looking for my, my the best consultation group. You know, we work with so many consultees and it's really hard to find a consultation group. Yeah that you feel connected with and steady mm-hmm. with. And when you find them, you know, like there's a, there's an anchor, like you're locked in with this group. Yes. But to find that does take energy. And I wish we could just put out ads like looking for my home. No, I think that's how clients feel about therapists. Yeah. Right. They're constantly moving from one to the next to find kind of the right person. Yeah. And with a group, right, there's so many different dynamics that it might be a great topic, but you really have to also be able to connect with everybody. Yes. What was the thing that you were talking about with the trees? Okay. I know in our other episode, we reference Krista Tippett. I promise (laughs) it's just a really good podcast on being... Um, I think it's totally fine because there was a season where all we did was talk about circle of security. That's so true. <laughs> so this season, it might just all be about Chris and Tidbit. Because I think we're in that, like, at least I can speak for me, more of that spirituality realm. Mm. And this podcast is on um, so much about spirituality and science and feels IPNB-ish. Yeah. I'm sure Dan Siegel has been on her podcast. Oh, I bet. Come yes. on. Yeah. Okay. But she interviewed um, Ada Limon, who's a wonderful poet and... It's such a good episode. And in one of them, 
the poem, let me pull it up here. I'm not going to read the poem, but the title of the poem is called Where the Circles Overlap. And it's in Ada's book, The Hurting Kind. It's such a beautiful, beautiful collection of her poems. And the story of the title struck me, Where the Circles Overlap. Um, she says, this poem for me is about learning to find a home and a sense of belonging in a world where being at peace is frowned upon, where ease is not okay. And in this poem, this, this idea of like belonging, that we're home, that we have enough and we are enough, the title comes from when you're planting a tree and you're looking for where the sun is the right space, you draw circles. You draw where the circles are, where the sun hits, and they'll tell you to plant where the circles all overlap. Mm. So you kind of think about the sun, draw these circles, and where the circles overlap is the perfect place for the tree. And so the poem for her, she was explaining, was about finding yourself in the sun and creating the right home. Yeah. And I was thinking about that sense of belonging as a clinician, like where are the circles that overlap for you to find your community and your modality, your framework? Yeah. And I, you know, does that make sense? It does. As, okay. as when you had said it earlier, I had shared something with you, which I will, but what else comes up for me right now is that because I have just painstakingly <laughs> gone to too many uh, certification trainings, um, what I'm finding is I, I'm, I'm, let me back up. I'm wondering about how do you also not get lost in those circles or in the sun? Because I am doing consultation right now with the trauma play model. And what I find that I keep talking about in the consultation is that I'm mixed up between trauma play, synergetic play therapy, circle of security. And I'm like, which one am I doing? And, you know, and she's constantly coming back to like, just coming back to ourselves, right? Coming home to ourselves. And so I do think when we have lots of different modalities that can happen where we get lost. And so it's so nice for somebody else it's kind of this co-regulation that we've talked about. It's so nice to have somebody else along the way to, to guide us. I'm thinking about even, you know, the sun blinding us and having somebody there to, to see for us. Um, and what I had shared with you earlier was I remember showing Marshall Lyle's video when I was doing consultation with him towards my RPT and he had pointed something out that I hadn't seen. And he said, Oh, I, I think you'd be a good Adlerian therapist. And it was like, the intersection of all the things I was doing, right? Oh, all those circles, but he was able to see right where they were all overlapping that really what I did naturally was more Adlerian play therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I think of when you, when you start to talk about this. And I don't know if Adlerian is my home, but it's so helpful to have somebody else help me find it or see it. Well, like the wisdom, that's the guidance. I think there is something important about having an elder or a mentor. We talk about that all the time on the podcast, like have people who can tell you how to trace the circles mm. and how to find that they overlap and what, what tree would go there. Right. And we don't know that on our own. So for him to offer like a structure, like, Oh, this sounds Illyrian. How holding is that mm -hmm. to be organized? Yeah. It makes me think of circle of security, like co-organizing. Yeah. We feel a little lost. Yeah. At the bottom of the circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if this is for everybody, but I, I do think so many of us get very attached to our home once we find it. Right. So people are like, I am a child centered therapist. Yes. Right. I am a synergetic play therapist. I am an attachment therapist. We all like, this is my home. Yeah. Um, 
but an example that I actually just gave in a training is right, child-centered play therapy is and was really, really wonderful. It has lots of great research. And I think the purpose of it is helpful in therapists learning how to be highly attuned and present. But over time, we've got all this new IPMB neuroscience that's came out and said, actually, we have to be doing more. And so now people have to grapple with, does that mean I have to leave my home? You know, and I don't know if you have to leave your home, um, but I think that's what happens for folks is, is they begin to wonder if they have to leave there or do they have to, does it have to be one or the other? How can I have, how can I have two homes? I was going to say, just plant another tree. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, I think it's that and idea. Mm-hmm. We all get so scared, like of all the loss. I felt that way, all these ridiculous letters after my name, and it feels a bit like loss of, oh my gosh, that so wasn't even what's important. Mm-hmm. What was that for? Yeah. Um, and it's just the and, like, let me plant another tree of like deep connection to the work and to consultation and mentorships. And so I have to find a way to talk about this. I think this is my way. <laughs> okay. I saw this documentary. It's called Fire of Love. Have I told you this? No. Oh, my God. So it's on Disney Plus. Oh, great. It will scare your kids. Do not watch it with your children. My kids watched the trailer and they were emphatic like, Mommy, no, we're not watching this. (laughs) It's amazing. It's like the most romantic thing I've ever watched in my whole life. Wow. It's so profoundly hopeful. And it's a documentary about these two. I think they're French scientists that meet on a blind date in a cafe. This is a true story. And they meet on a blind date and they both love the same thing. They love volcanology, volcanoes. Mm -hmm. And it's about their journey over the next few decades and the agreement that they make. Like, we will not have children because this matters and it's so risky. And they wander the whole planet and contribute so much to the field of volcanology because of the risk that they were willing to take and they needed the other person to do it. Like they'd stay up all night. Someone had to stay up 24 hours a day to watch out for what they called um, volcanic bombs. It's just the rocks that are flying up. Wow. And they'd have to drag the sleeping person out of the way if they were coming. And they'd spend two weeks on these different active volcanoes. It's just an incredible, the imagery of all the footage that they took. But the reason it was so inspiring to me, it's like I even think of platonic friendships like if you connect with someone over the same thing like I feel this in our friendship there's like a wordless orientation around what matters Mm -hmm. in life yeah feels like IPMB I don't have another word for it yes but you find your people and then you're like yeah I'm gonna journey with you and it was so and they died doing it they tell you from the beginning but it was so fitting and the way that The way they were, it's such a good story. The way they were just very different human beings. The reasons they loved volcanoes were very different, Mm -hmm. but they still came together around the same purpose. Yeah. And I think of that in our field, like who are your colleagues or like your mentors who are so wholly oriented around the same awakeness of the why? Yes. Um, It was one of the most hopeful things. Like, I just love knowing that they exist. I'm going to watch it. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. But as you talk, it makes me think about when we have a client and we need to refer them to somebody or we have a client and maybe a person in their system is already seeing another therapist. And if we have, if we're just referring to anybody or they have a therapist before you met 
and your modalities and wonderings and homes are so different. It, it's so hard to do the work. Yes. I think it's why it's That's true. so important to continue seeking out people yeah. that, that love volcanoes as much as you do. Well, and the, the willingness to get so close, like you will just be amazed. And it made me think of those of us that are willing to get as close as we can to trying to understand anything about this field yes, and the way that they would come back and be on these like radio shows and TV shows and try to explain what they had seen. And they would name, like you can't categorize a volcano. Mm. Like you want to sit in your office and put it on a label and you can't. And I, you know, the guy's like, I'm the man who's on the volcano. I'm telling you, you can't categorize such a powerful heartbeat of the earth. And the way they advocated for like the rhythm of something you can't describe I think of that with humans, like we are the ones who hold the stories with our clients and you can have a DSM, but you can't possibly categorize a, a being like a soul. I don't know. It just felt there's something about it that felt really important and related to finding community. Like who's your scientist, volcanologist lover, you know, like yeah. we all deserve to find that. So Disney plus should pay me to advertise for this. <laughs> yes. It feels very classic Disney to have such a love story. <laughs> I don't even know if they meant it that way either. It just was. It was really sweet. Yeah. I really like that. I think going back to like the letters and the trainings, like letters behind our name, I am often asking myself, why am I doing another training? Why am I getting another certification? Because we know that some of that can come from this feeling of inferiority or incompetence, right? So I just do more, I do more, I do more. I'm constantly checking in around that. And I, I think there's a piece of it, but I think it's, I'm looking for a community. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love synergetic play therapy and I've met wonderful people in there. I've just don't feel a part of the community. And so then I took a training in trauma play and I'm like, oh, maybe this can be my community. Um, and I, I love IPMB, but for some reason, I think maybe because it's a framework, it feels harder to find community in that. And so I think that is my purpose sometimes when I'm going out and certifications and trainings of like, when will I find, it's not necessarily about the home around like the theory or the framework, but community. And, you know, I actually have done a couple trainings and like the, not, there was a, a group of EFT therapists and I happened to be in there doing a training around um, racism. And then I've also taken like a quick kind of intro EFT, emotion focused therapy training, which for those of you that don't know, it's a, a couple's modality. And I remember being like, maybe, maybe I should go and get more training in this and that'll be my community. Um, yeah. And then I started to realize that I think that there's there's some fear in um, finding a home or finding a community. And you really have to be vulnerable to allow yourself to, to be accepted into it, um, to feel like you're not going to be judged. Yeah, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. I even, yeah, I experience that often being like, I want to come too, or let me see, let me see if I can start something or go to something. And it's so risky. Mm -hmm. um, like to have the longing is one thing, but to put words to it and then be hopeful that yeah. it will be met is really vulnerable. And that would be so related to all of our attachment stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hear that. 
I wonder if you're listening, um, if you're resonating with any of this, like the longing for community or the longing for the modality to be made known. So many consultees have been saying that lately. Should I take this training or this one? Abby, tell me what to do. And the truth is, like, I don't have an answer. But where do those circles overlap? Um, and I hear you drawing circles. Mm-hmm. Me too, in my own weird way, <laughs> like, of seeking out um, enough overlap to, like, meet the need for that home kind of place. Yes. Um, I think we're all doing that. And sometimes you plant more trees and it's okay. Yeah. And we can just plant more trees and that's okay. Mm, Thanks for being with us. Is that what I usually say? (laughs) (laughs) Caffeine is wearing off. Is it not just hi, welcome to the whole therapist of this podcast? Okay. (laughs) Good Lord. Here we go. All right. (sighs) Oh.